Xenologic. What's good, guys? The daily run is over. I was able to upload. We were able to upload five episodes in a row. Six, even, if you can't deserve a podcast. But the run is here. After a day's break, we are back. Of course, we're going to talk about what we missed. And that's obviously Day 7's games, which is games in Group C and Group D. And later on, talking about the games that just happened. The games in Groups E and F. But first, of course, we start with Group C and D. With Group C, obviously, us after Argentina took a surprise loss to Saudi Arabia. A reality check loss is, like, is what we like to call it. We obviously expected a reaction, and boy, did we get it in some form against Mexico. Of course, Mexico obviously haven't beaten Argentina in a while, since 2004. So they're always going to go into this game with a more defensive mindset. The game overall didn't really have much moments of inspiration, apart from the two magical goals. But it was a game that was very tightly contested and fiercely contested. You know how it is with South American, Latin America teams, very aggressive, passionate players. You know, you know, not much, you know, chances, you know, in the game. But in the second half, two pieces of brilliance is what separated Argentina from Mexico. Messi's brilliant strike at the edge of the box. You know, another moment of inspiration to help Argentina in the World Cup. And then, of course, later on at the end of the game, Enzo Fernandez curled a peach into the top corner. And that's what proved to be the difference between the two teams. Argentina had that moment of quality. Mexico did not. Mexico came into the game a bit more defensive-minded. Argentina were looking for reaction. And that's what they got. In the other game in the group, Poland beat the mighty Saudi Arabia by two goals to nil. Lewandowski finally scores in World Cup competition. Who would have thought? It took him this long to get here, but he has. He said it was a childhood dream for him, and it's good to see that he's finally fulfilled it. But, you know... Amaki gave it to him on that silver plaid and he just took the ball off of him, slid, slid it underneath the keeper at Alois. And to be fair, he could have scored another. He could have scored another. But after Danton passed the defence, he just tried to chip the keeper and the keeper read it and it wasn't a goal unfortunately for him. But um, yeah, overall the performance decided to repeated the same level of intensity that they had against Argentina. But this time they didn't have the finishing. In the second half especially, they completely dominated the second half in particular. Had so many chances to score and just weren't taking them. Whereas in the first game against Argentina where the luck fell towards the lap. In this game it was the opposite. The luck was falling towards the poles. And literally, they had they had all the luck, Poland and Saudi Arabia did not have all the luck. They used up all their luck in their first game against Argentina. And that's, and that's tough because you could say they played an even better game this time around than they did the first game. And yet here they were taking it out. It was like Poland gave them a taste of their own medicine after Argentina kind of dominated. Not like this, but they dominated up until Saudi Arabia scored their two goals. It was kind of like this, but of course, Zielinski scored the goal. Lewandowski assists, by the way. And then Lewandowski compounded the defeat after, after so much dominance from the Saudis. They'll be, they'll be very disappointed because they saw there's a chance to potentially win the group and to go through, but it slipped through the fingers and that's unfortunate, but it doesn't mean it's over. Right now, this 
Wait, no, Poland are now top. Who would have thought? Argentina second, Saudi or third. The assignments of these teams are quite simple. Just win your games and see what happens because winning them guarantees you progress to the next round. So we'll wait and see. Argentina know what they need to do. Everyone else knows what they need to do. It's quite clear. That's the group D. France's group. France really don't believe in the World Cup. Kessler and I rate it. Beat Denmark 2 1. And Bappe scored both goals. And Bappe is going to be the man that they will call on undependent for this tournament. That's just how it is. This is just the reality. This is this is just how it is. It's Mbappe. But um yeah. Two goals, France were decent. It was a tightly contested game. Denmark had chances, you know, not a lot of chances, but they did score from the corner of Christensen to equalise after Mbappe scored in the second half. But um yeah, again that was slow. Once again, woke up following this theme, slow first half, better second half. And France were able to, you know, win the game again. They're finding ways to win. A sign of a champion. Nothing else really to say apart from that. In the other game in the group, um, Tunisia versus Australia, another tightly contested game. You know, it was decided by one moment of improvised brilliance from Mitchell Duke, a Japanese second league striker. You know, it was a great header, great, did well to adjust. And again, it was a tightly forward game. Australia started well particularly targeting the right side of um, their attack, left side of Tunisia's defence, I believe, or the other side. I get my directions wrong sometimes. But, oh, like, they started the game really well and they got rid of the goal. Tunisia, of course, as you know how it is with these types of games, they grew into the match because they were trying to get back into it, but they couldn't take their chances and so they fell to defeat. Can they still qualify? I think they still can. But France have already qualified, so we've got to give them a round of applause. Well done to France for qualifying. The first team to qualify. Remember, they were the last team left, and they're the first team to qualify. For the first last team left in the last campaign. So you'll give them credit for that, man. They really did the fight. They really did defy the World Cup curse. But that is all for day. Yeah, day seven. <laughs> I need to keep track of these days, boy. That's it for day seven. Now for day eight, I don't know, it's a long pause, but now for day eight. Belgium are washed. What the hell is going on with these guys? After the first game against Canada, you thought they would have learnt a lesson, but maybe guess getting away with it allowed them to think we could do this again against Morocco. I'm not expecting to play the same way. But no, 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 it was not to be. They absolutely rocked their world I can't lie like Michael Jackson then was there where it's kind of tough to take for a Belgian fan seeing how good your team is on paper but I guess this is just the reality of the squad aging and getting stale I guess now it's hard for them to push their limits and to deliver the level of football they require to um, win the games and dominate the games like they used to before but Morocco definitely took advantage and now they've given themselves a chance to fight and a chance to make it to the next round. Obviously, in the other game, Croatia smacking Canada 4-1, even though Canada took the lead and finally got their World Cup goal. Of course, who else could it have been but Afonso Davis as well, a clinical header. But um, after that, that's, that's just as good as it got for them. You know, Croatia smacked in four goals, two of them from Andrei Kramaric. And the game was done. And Croatia really showed everybody why they were World Cup finalists four years ago. 
They were very clinical with their passing. Kovacic was running the show in midfield. He was outstanding. And Modric was Modric and Brozovic was Brozovic. You know what I mean? Soza on the left was really good as well. Kind of good they did try though. Of course, when they were 2-1 down, they were 3-1 down. They kept pushing, but Croatia just had a little bit of quality and that's what really separated the two teams at the end. You know, Croatia just made them pay. As harsh as it seems. But that team over there in Canada, they're a strong team with a lot of potential. They were just unfortunate to get a really tough group and now they're out and they joined the Qataris. But nonetheless, right now as it stands, Morocco, Belgium, I'm thinking one more team, and Croatia are all in a, all in a little three-way fight for the top of the group. I believe they're all on three points. No, they're not. Croatia and Morocco are both on four points because they drew against each other. Belgium on three. So right now, Belgium have a lot of ground to make up. Luckily for them, well, unluckily for them, they have Croatia, to be honest. And that's going to be a tough game for them to get something out of where Morocco are going to have, you could say, a demoralised Canada, who will also be trying to fight for their pride. So it'll be interesting to see how that all ends up. Now, as for Group E... Once again, it followed the theme of the previous group with another shock. Japan, after their masterclass against the Germans, fell foul to a Costa Rican rearguard. End of the day, what happened was Costa Rica, after their disaster, sorry, after their disaster of a performance against Spain, realised that they needed to be a lot better defensively in order to get a result pretty much discover the form of their 2014 run in a sense, where they reached the quarterfinals, of course. And repeating that form, they did. Japan attacked and they attacked and they attacked throughout the game. Again, a questionable lineup. How the manager didn't stick with the system that beat Germany with the players like Takuma Sano, um, Karo Motoma and... Um, Takumi Minamino all on the bench despite their contributions in the victory. You know, in particular Takuma Asano's. Ritsu Doan started and he was pretty handy and he created a decent chance in the early stages of the game. But honestly, I think they missed a trick. Just because it's Costa Rica doesn't mean you then change the system. I feel like that was a mistake. And even though they did create chances and they dominated the game, Costa Rica caught the slipping with nine minutes of regulation time left. And Fuller curled one into the, and I say curled in the top corner, really and truly, he lifted the ball up towards the goal and the keeper, Gondo, just slapped the ball in. He's a very dodgy keeper. He's really made some dodgy decisions throughout the tournament. He's only played two games. But really unfortunate for Japan because they, they, they manufactured such a positive, great result against Germany, which, which would have you know, expected them to carry, use that moment to carry on and win against Costa Rica, especially how bad Costa Rica were, but Costa Rica found some defensive form again and became the one solid team that we kind of recognised them for being, you know. They're a very hard team to break down usually. Spain completely infiltrated the defences, but they said this ain't going to happen twice, and so it proved. So Japan, unfortunately, had a chance to maybe consolidate their position in the next round. They weren't able to do that. Nonetheless, that opens the door for Germany, who then played against Spain, to make sure they had the best chance of making it, giving themselves the best chance of advancing and getting back into the group and getting back into um, contention. And they played against Spain, of course, and this was probably the biggest round game of the group stages so far in terms of quality. 
you know, this match could easily be a quarter, semi, or even a final. And it felt like it, you know, it was a very evenly fought, tightly contested match. Germany were able to counter, you know, Spain's possession game. Of course, Spain did dominate the ball. That's what you do. That's what happens when you play against Spain. They're always going to dominate the ball and be in control of possession. But Germany did really well. And they also were creating plenty of half chances, you know, opportunities on the counter-attack, you know. And they even scored, they even took the lead. Really got heading in from a free kick, but obviously it was ruled out for offside and Germany had to keep plugging away. In the second half, Murata, the substitute, he needs to start now, I think. Like, it was nice having this um, Asensio in the lineup, but I think, or even Torres. Either way, Morata scores goals in these types of competitions. It was his eighth World Cup goal. Only for then Torres and David V have scored more in this tournament. Just play the guy. Have a proper strike up there. A focal point for Spain too. Like, at least start to like create even more chances through. I felt like having Morata the first half would have helped a bit. But then Germany put on their own number nine from the bench. Nicholas Vorkrug. And he equalised with a thumping finish in the top corner, didn't it? So all in all... A point maybe for each side was probably the most ideal result. Well, the most ideal result based on the performances of the two sides. But of course, Spain missed their chance to qualify. And Germany, well, they have a fighting chance of making it through still into the next round. So they can't be mad about that. Even if they lost, they still had a tiny chance, I believe. So, well, actually, what are they? it would have been very, very difficult. It would have been a well situation, basically. But, you know, now they still have a chance, a fighting chance. And now all they got to do is beat Costa Rica, right? That shouldn't be hard, right? Japan have it all to do against Spain. You know, Costa Rica was kind of the gimme after, like, beat Germany and then having Spain after Costa Rica, and they didn't take the opportunity. So now they, they've got to do what it needs to be done against Spain. A draw could be enough to take them through, but that is dependent on Germany as well. Germany will have to draw as well or lose to Costa Rica, which I just don't see happening, even though Germany aren't the Germany we want to see them as. Even in this game, they did good. And they performed really well. Sane had a chance to win it, but he kind of overran it and he had to slide. And Rodri got the ball away from the little slide cross that he put in. But, you know, Spain just need to put Morata on the pitch, I feel. Nonetheless, that is the status of that group. And two groups that play today, Group E and F. Hope you guys enjoyed and I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Mini Lagi.